Hey everybody, this is Kelly Reynolds and I'm the host of Boobies and Newbies, the podcast that asks novice romance readers to think outside the dick in a box. Join me for a new episode every Friday as we review romance novels with non-romance readers. From the sweet, loving, fairy tale romances of the Highlands. Who cares uh, about up against the wall by the fruit trees? <laughs> yes. Like, where's the dragon? Inside the belly of a dragon. To the naughty erotic threesomes with navy seals. Sex was a 10. I mean, you cannot get any better than this book. Come okay, on, you guys. Good. Really. We read it all. Check us out at Boobies Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Listen to previous episodes on any podcast streaming platform. You can also support Boobies and Newbies on Patreon.com for lots of bonus booby content and early episode releases. Hi. Uh, we normally have a fun opening for these, but after what I just showed Haley, I, I think I broke her. That's right, we watched Denver the Last Dinosaur. It's in the basket, the writer's bagel basket. Here's a couple of acres. Jack, I want you to draw me like one of your French girls. How'd you die? No. How old are you? Because you could be 20 something, but you could also be a teenager. You don't have to be me. Because remember, no matter where you go, there you are. Hi, welcome to Writer's Bagel Basket. I'm Scott Carlin. I'm Haley. You okay? No. I will not be okay for a while. <laughs> that What was this show? What what was it? Denver the Last Dinosaur. It, d- hold on, hold on. Before we get into that, I need to get into what we're doing. We're going back to old formula. We're going to do two movies a month and two TV shows a month. Yeah. So, so we just watched, well, I kind of accidentally destroyed Mallory with all dogs go to heaven. The eighties was a weird time, Haley. Why were you sticking to movies, by the way? Um, for, for that long a time. I just I'm, I was curious because, like, the whole first year we mainly did TV shows. Yeah, I guess. I was just trying something different. Okay. Well, now we're you're mixing it up again. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I Sounds mean, good. Yeah. But Denver the Last Dinosaur was. A weird hybrid of Calico Animation and Hanna-Barbera where they tried... A frightening horror of a hybrid. Well, the, okay, so in the 80s, they did really weird shit. They did, um, like, they mainly turned movies into cartoons. So you have, like, Rambo had a cartoon, Gremlins had a cartoon, The Karate Kid had a cartoon, Bill and Ted had a cartoon. Oh, so it's like... If it exists, we're going to make a cartoon of it. I mean, He-Man was based on action figures before it was a cartoon. I mean, that that was just the 80s. <laughs> That's what they did. So Denver the Last Dinosaur came out in 1988, and it lasted two seasons. I'm not surprised. At 50 episodes. I am surprised. 
So, yeah, I mean, I remember this being different. The reason why I wanted to do it, because I thought it was part of the 80s. They had, like, animals play, like, instruments in a band. Like, Jabber Jaws was a shark that played the drums. What? Yeah. Sorry, we're here with the the pups, Stellan McCoy, or as I call them, the notorious DOGs. You mean our engineers? Yes. They're hard at work. Fighting. Playing with balls. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. Don't you dare cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you dare. (laughs) You'll never know. (laughs) Yes, I'll know. (laughs) I Uh, listen to every episode. Because I'm a good wife. You're the good wife? You're Juliana Margulies? Yes. Um, so yeah, Denver the Last Dinosaur was in that weird tradition of like, I thought it was an animal who played, you know, an instrument because the opening, which is the most catchiest song. Because what animal plays instru- an instrument better than a dinosaur? You know, they only have the tiniest arms and very few fingers. And he, I don't even know what he is, what type of dinosaur he, he is. He isn't. He's an 80s saurus. Yeah, he's exactly. He's an eighty-saurus. When when they when they um discovered Denver, so basically oh, for, it's wait. four four wait teenage boys. Before we even get into that, okay, we need to discuss the opening, the theme song, the theme song. It's 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 a twenty-minute long theme song. It's a minute and thirty seconds. It's long. a thirty-minute long theme song. Well, for a theme song, one minute and thirty seconds was pretty long for an opening. Oh my god, it it takes forever. And but it's a super catchy song too. I mean, yeah. What if Does it, it just get stuck in your head? Absolutely. What if it just got darker? Like, well, like I was the joking weird with part you. Is like first of all, John Hammond would be so disappointed in this show. <laughs> um. Second of all, uh, the the animation in the opening, I can tell it was made by like an artist who like is genuinely a good art- artist in the respect that you get the juxtapose of like the 80s synth pop, like, you know, very round lines. You mean the BC-52s as I'm calling them? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. But then you have, then they flash, like they, they, they juxtapose that with flashbacks to like the real actual, dinosaurs, the real, real dinosaurs, the real Jurassic period or Cretaceous or whatever. And like the art is actually good. Not great. Good. But it's fine. I just feel like, like the, the artist behind this, I don't know. I just picture him sitting in a dark cubicle and like i never wanted to make the show one day Henri will have his day in the sun and i will not have to worry about shows like like denver's the dinosaur last dinosaur last dinosaur whatever i hate this i wonder if i don't know why he's french by the way i don't know either i wonder if chuck Lorre wrote the theme song to this because chuck Lorre, who created big bang theory and two and a half men in the 80s he wrote theme songs to cartoons he created the theme song for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So he does catchy theme songs. But 
Yes, I again, I'll grant you, it's very catchy. Well, I was joking with you. I was like, what if this theme song just got darker and darker? Because it, it's a minute long. It's a minute and 30 second long. So I just kept making up fake fake like <laughs> lines like, Denver, the last dinosaur, puts on a ski mask and robs a store. You know, the other thing is, there's a, there's an implication to this song. Denver, the last dinosaur. He is my friend and a whole lot more. Denver, the last dinosaur. We bought a house in Malibu. What? If he's a whole lot more, we live together with a guy named Bjorn. I have no idea where you're I'm just going creating with this. A, I'm just creating that him and these four boys all became lovers. Okay. <laughs> You're saying that the implication is there that because he's my friend and a whole lot more. Well, I'm, yeah. ju- I'm just saying that the five of them live in Malibu in a beach house. No questions asked. Yeah, And they're riding that dinosaur. And I don't mean in a Fred Flintstone kind of way. Yabba dabba dabba. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So there's only two voice actors for the four kids. And they're both, <sighs> and they're both played by Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Adam, Wait, doesn't the same girl play the voice of the two girls? Right, the three girls. Oh God! So th- they save money, um, and then oh, they definitely save money. Yeah, they the cut show. corners in hardcore. more ways than one. So Kath, Kath Saucy, who was the voice of Phil and Lil, uh, and many more Rugrats <laughs> characters, um, and. Adam Carl, who was the second Donatello in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Secret of the Ooze. And he was also in a movie that I already did here, Monster Squad. Adam Carl played Wally. Are you saying that there's a hero and a half shell in this movie? There's two heroes and a half shell. Sorry. Because (laughs) Mario. not movie. It is a show. And I have to keep reminding myself that because it was 44 minutes of torture. Yeah, in the 80s, they did this, a special presentation of what's to come on Saturday morning. They would do like a 44-minute, like, like hour-long spectacular. They did it when Pebbles and Bam Bam got married. What? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I now, I now understand how Mallory felt watching all dogs go to heaven. Well, I'm like Mark Ruffalo in The Avengers. <laughs> you guys are like... I'm crazy now. I'm angry now. I'm always angry. I'm always crazy. This is just my life now. This is what what the podcast this is, this is what I've always been. This is this is what the podcast is about. This is what I've always been and always will be. Crazy. But yeah, so Adam Carl plays Wally and Jeremy. He was Donatello in the second Ninja Turtles movie, but Cam Clark plays Mario and Shades, and he's Leonardo in the cartoon. So Wally's the animal lover, right? Yes. Wally, I am fairly certain, (laughs) is wearing a, albeit it's a different color. Although, no, they had red hoods. The Grand Wizard of the KJK had a red hood. Yeah. Yeah. Wally's a Grand Wizard. He's wearing the weirdest hat. I thought that it was more of the, um, like, safari, like, in, in the desert, what they would wear, you know, 
as they're on a camel. Sure. Sure. You know, to keep the sun out of their hair. Sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. Denver, the last dinosaur. He's, He's a pimp in a whole lot more. Denver, the last dinosaur, wears a feathered hat and a whole lot more. Well, they dress him up multiple times throughout the course one, of this sh- movie, show, One movie. time he looks like Bill Paxton in um, Terminator with a mohawk and everything. Uh, a broom mohawk, lest, I know, lest yeah. we forget. Yeah, but he's wearing like a military jacket or a trench coat. I bet he got that from Wally. We didn't even <laughs> mention how, like, they're like, what do we do with Denver? And then it cuts to them in a pool playing it, volleyball. It's just the weirdest group of kids. Okay, yeah, yeah. we have Jeremy, who's supposed to be the smart one. He's the blondie with a mullet. He doesn't have a mullet. I thought he had a mullet. No, he doesn't have a mullet. He's got, like, that feathery Patrick Swayze from Point That's Break. That's not a mullet. He's got Patrick Swayze hair from Point Break. Like, I, I guess. I've never seen Point Break. But anyway, he's the smart one. And he like this whole thing starts because he brings his ragtag group of idiots to the museum at the La Brea Tar Pits. Yeah. And there's a narrator like this is a he's National like, Guys, I'm trying to do my homework. It's like, well, you shouldn't have brought your fucking dumbass friends to the museum. Uh, Wally could have been there. Wally's smart. <laughs> well, compared debatable to, compared to Mario and Shades. Mario and Shades. Both Cam Clark. Are just first of all, they start out as complete misogynists. Did you notice that? No. When when uh, what's her name, Casey, who saves their ass time and time again. Time, yeah, time and time again, she saves their ass. Hi, Shades. Huh? I'm Mario. Hi, I'm Mario. Are you? So, what you guys doing, huh? Can I play? Play? This is serious business. Not G-I-R-L stuff. Yeah, not girl stuff. You might get hurt. Okay, you creeps. I'll remember that when you guys need me to fix your lousy dirt bikes again. No problem. Mine's under warranty. And they're just like, oh, we don't need you around. We don't need any girls around, you know. Like, oh, there's a warranty on your brain. I'm pretty sure that was one of the lines. And, And she wants a relationship with them? Or just Mario? I think she just wants to be one of the guys. No, you know, it's kind of no, like no, a West Side said, Story. She said that Mario has to take her to the auto show. Now remember, Mario, you got to take me to the dirt bike races for doing this. <laughs> Something like she wants a She doesn't know what she wants. <laughs> Casey doesn't know what she wants. Um... I, I also thought it was weird that they took the time to animate a, a pool house. Yeah. And you remember what I said to you. I was like, hey, look, there's Jennifer Jason Lee getting banged in the pool house. Fast Times at Ridgemont High reference. She's probably somebody's only light gonna shine Her character was also named Heather. One day you will learn that I do not get all these references. <laughs> Don't worry, the people listening do. But sure they do. But 
the sister uh i'm just kidding they probably seen a lot more movies than i have <laughs> wally has a sister named heather where in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, he also had a sister named Heather. I'm surprised one of them didn't have like a crush on the sister as like. I kind think of a they trope. did as the show went on. I think Denver just met my sister. Uh oh. <laughs> Wally, what is that? Uh, hi, Heather. Uh, that's Denver. Listen, I don't care where he's from. What is he? Oh, well, he's, um, kind of a, well, dinosaur. So I think Heather was supposed, I think you were right. I think Heather was supposed to be the love interest eventually. It's just so clear from just this first episode how they plan for the show to go. Like they and have like so a... so te- obvious. Like, first of all, they introduced the entire Rose... Ge- Ro- yeah. They... In- <laughs> The entire rose gallery (laughs) of all of the roses. (laughs) They No, but they show the entire rogues gallery of all the villains they're going to face throughout the course of the show. All two? Dr. Funt and and Mort Whizbang? No, there's, yeah, Morton Whizbang or Fizzback or whatever the hell his name is. Rodney Dangerfield impersonator, 25. I just call him sad Tony Soprano. Um, Wait a minute, you're telling me that if I eat this large pizza in under 10 minutes, I get a free hat? No, that's not what we're telling you. You probably shouldn't do that, James Gandolfini. I don't think it's going to end well for you. Oh, but no. Well, it's the doctor. It's the the music producer, the evil music producer. Yeah, or um, as I was calling him, Lou Pearlman, and the guy who created In Sync, <laughs> who went to jail and then died because he was a monster who took advantage of these poor boys. Oh, really? He he took advantage. I don't know that of, backstory. He created Backstreet Boys, who they fired him because he was too touchy. Then he, out oh. of spite, he created In Sync. They fired him because he was too touchy. Ninety-eight degrees, too touchy. O Town, too touchy. I'm sensing a theme, and that theme is me too. Yeah, he ended up going to prison and dying. Well, but the the funny part. Let me is, guess: in prison, too touchy. <laughs> <laughs> not touchy enough oh <laughs> um but but he actually looked like the morden Whizbang actually looked yeah. exactly like Luke yeah, we, get the, we get the bully which is, which sets this whole thing in motion as far as them discovering denver in the tar pits yeah what we what we because for- that's always a great place to go skateboarding if i know anything about the la brea tar pits it's the perfect place to test out your X game moves. Well, we forgot to mention that there's a narrator. There's oh, a narrator the to this. Narrator. Played by Tress McNeil, the oh, voice Oh, the narrator. The voice of Dot from Animaniacs. <laughs> when Mario, Jeremy, Shades, and Wally first visited the La Brea Tar Pits, it was late spring, and the promise of the new summer seemed just around the corner. Jeremy was studying for his natural history test, and the other boys had decided to tag along. That's that's another major issue I have with the show is because the narrator throws a huge monkey wrench into the show's identity crisis because I don't know if it's supposed to be like an educational show because of like how the narrator is like, oh, and then they traveled back in time to the jurassic period look there's a stegosaurus with the brain the size of a walnut fuck you tress 
That stegosaur has feelings. Well, David Attenborough was doing educational videos at this time. Why didn't they just get him or one of the voice actors to do it? They couldn't afford David Attenborough. They could not afford David Attenborough. What do you think? What kind of budget do you think they're working off of? Well, or or get one of the voice actors. Maurice LaMarche does great British accents. Just get someone to do like a, and then the dinosaurs went back in time after Denver held his shitty shell up and they touched it. And for some fucking reason, they can go back in time. Yeah, and then they don't make a big fucking deal out of it. Oop, it looks like the Tyrannosaurus Rex ate Wally because he was a literal butterball. Which, um, going back to, once again, going back to that moment... Where they touch his shell. Um, first of all, shell has magic powers. Okay, whatever. But do you remember what I said to you? I wish, I wish with all my heart to the fly with dragons in a land apart. Yes, you made a reference to a cartoon that I've never seen. Dragon Tales. <laughs> this show is basically Dragon Tales. Also, they touch the shell and then it transports them to a world where dinosaurs roam the earth. Um, also, for for a 46 minute pilot, the kids are topless for half of the show. Yeah, they're just walking around in their swimsuits. Not and just that. California. But, but they take a photo and then Morden Whizbang ha- is carrying that photo on him. So that's why I kept saying. He's Lou Pearlman. <laughs> Makes sense. But like, this was a different time. No one would have thought anything weird of it. Yeah. This evil man who looks like a creep is holding a picture of a dinosaur and four young children in it. Well, also, like I wrote in my notes, like when they first discover Denver in the tar pits, mm-hmm. when like the shell opens up and oh, look, a dinosaur. Um, He's just standing there for quite a while like i'm gonna make so much money off of this like dude how long have you been there like you've been plotting for a long time now maybe it's time to set those plans in motion instead of staring at children creepily (laughs) well there's two henchmen one of the guys was clearly wearing like the exercise outfit from flash dance and cowboy boots yeah he had like a cut off t-shirt and then the other one you kept referring to as fredo I, I kept referring to his friend. Yeah, like you were insinuating that he was like Fredo Corleone. Yeah, well, yeah, basically. Oh, um, whatever you want, boss. I But I just can't get over how dumb everyone is in the show, including Jeremy's friends. Jeremy is the only one out of these kids that even has a hope of getting into college. Uh, Casey. And Casey has a very promising career. As a mechanic, and they make... There's nothing wrong with that. No, there is the pe- not, there's people nothing... People who have trades these days are the ones raking in the right, cash. Right, but they made a big deal. Her, Mario and Shades were like, oh, why don't you just go back to your dad's shop? Oh, yeah, well, she's going to have a ton of money. Well, you two guys are doing, you know, cocaine. Yeah. Because they clearly look like two cocaine-riddled movie producers. <laughs> Sticking vodka-soaked uh, tampons up your asses. What? You've never heard of that? No. What? You've never heard of that? No. This is what, like uh, kids were doing like 
in high school and like college they were like you'd soak a tampon in vodka and stick it up your ass that way you could get drunk but your breath wouldn't smell like alcohol I don't know if that's disgusting or diabolical. I'm just, I'm just saying that Mario and Shades look like the type of guys that are engaging in that behavior. They look like these guys. Like just clever enough, but so, so dumb. Hey, Shades, we just did two piles of cocaine. What are we going to do? Well, I got a whole bunch of maxi pads soaking in vodka. Let's roll them up and You're stick them up. you fucking genius, Shades. You're a fucking genius. And Shades was having such an identity crisis. At times, he was doing like an Arnold Schwarzenegger, then a Valley Boy. He predicted the governator. But then he was doing like like a Latino, like like Fez from That 70s Show before Fez from That 70s Show existed. Like I Cam, like- Cam Clark, pick an accent and just settle for it. Honestly, I feel like the, the voice direction for this show was just like, be as over the top as possible. Doesn't matter what it is. Be over the top. Once again, let's go back to what I thought this show was about. I thought that it was about, you know, four musicians who created a band. That's what I thought. I thought this was going to be like Gem or something. Truly, th- truly outrageous. <laughs> I thought like like they were going to be taking advantage of the movie producer and not know it. Denver, or the last music producer, whatever the hell he is, puts on the ski mask and robs the store. Denver, the last dinosaur, he's on the run, going El Salvador. Denver, the last dinosaur. Are you done? Are you done? He's now hanging out with Pablo Escobar. <laughs> anyway, I know it's Escobar, so, but I yeah, and also, I, were you also getting a vibe from Shades and Mario? Lovers in the night. I ship it. I ship it. He wears his sunglasses at night. <laughs> um, but yeah. I, I love when they discover. First of all, they they break open Denver's egg, which which. Jeremy describes as a hardened tar egg. I got news for you. That's dino shit. Well, not just that. If it was covered in tar, it would have boiled him alive and he would have died. Yeah. He would have become, uh, how you say, fossil? Yeah. he. This isn't like a dragon egg. Like, like Daenerys Targaryen isn't there lighting it on fire. Oh, but only if she were. <laughs> Where's my nephew? I'm feeling in the mood. Ew. <laughs> hey, they did it on the show. I know, I know. Um also, but why did what I got a question about Wally. Why did they have to animate him fat? Why did he have to be the fat kid? I didn't think he was fat. Like he's, short. No, no, like when when he's when they're in the pool, he's got like like a skinny face, skinny chest, and then he has like a beer gut. He's got a pouch. This is like that weird mystery, uh, not mystery team. It's just uh, the, Monster the, Squad. The one fat kid is there for the sake of being yeah. fat. So, which again is a trope that I hate. I hate it with a passion. Well, they did all of the stereotypes. You have to have the tomboy and the blonde girl, and then like the the token kids and like. 
I mean, it was decently diverse in the sense of, you know, they're, they are showing different ethnicities. All played by white people. And races, but it's just... All played by white people. Yes. Like today, we would have like Ali Wong or... Or Tiffany Dan- Haddish or, you know. Or Dan Mintz playing a lady. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. How great would it be if Casey was played by Dan Mintz doing Tina? I feel like every show was just trying to be Captain Planet. Captain Planet wouldn't come out for another five years or four years. Okay, then maybe Captain Planet was trying to be this show. I don't know. Maybe the show was really progressive. More Cap- than I'm giving it credit for. I don't know. I don't know. And that's what is driving me crazy. The most, the most messed up part of the show is how Denver gets his name. Oh, fuck. Yeah, because they're like, let's name him Dasha. Yeah. Oh, that's a fucking reindeer, man. So uh, fucking stupid. But I love you. Don't ever change. Here, Mario, give me a kiss on the mouth. What? Okay. No. Um, yeah, bus shows up and like Denver hides and on the bus it says ski Denver. Yeah. And it's just because the mountain on the, on the, the bus is in the shape of Denver who is crouched on the ground hiding because, Hey, he's from a different time period. You think this is the focus of the show. This is the very core of the show is Denver the dinosaur. This is your theme song. That's that's how you give him his name. It's just it's such lazy writing and once again the show has just such an identity crisis. It it doesn't know what it is. It doesn't know what it's trying to be. It doesn't know where it's going. It just has a very basic formula to work off of and it's barely sticking to that. Well, not just that. What's his name? The the villain like has no reason to villain when he kidnaps Denver. Like like his whole plan is to well, have he... a concert with one song. Yeah. One song which is the theme song. So that's how they kill another 2 minutes in this 45 minute production. Yeah. Is just playing the theme song verbatim. Yep. Verbatim from the opening to save time on money. Of course. Yeah, and Well, and... they're not the only show to have done that. No, but it's still stupid. Uh, But he, yeah, so they go to the concert and he's just, you know, right away, he's just like the dinosaur is just super into it. Yeah, he's pulling like a And he already has a following too. They like just introduced him like an hour ago and already he's got this massive following. We're dino groupies. Gross. It, it, I, I, I wish I could come up with a more uh, creative name for dino groupies. Tail, de- cha- tail chasers. <laughs> Stegahorse. Stegahorse. There oh. we go. <laughs> I love it. T-sex. No, that's too on the nose. Mm. Triceratops. <laughs> Triceratopless. Ooh. Um. I just, I hate this fucking narrator. I hate her so much. I, I hate this show. This show is And I keep awful. saying that because she, she like shows up at the weirdest Now what's time. Denver gonna do now? 
in his heart, Denver knew what he was right. Like, who cares? Why do we need this? We don't. Who thought, like, like, on top of everything else you are throwing at us, you know what we need? Monologue. <laughs> Denver realized he needed to act like the mightiest dinosaur that he knew, but didn't really know because they were all dead when he was an egg. So he was a T-Rex. So know what should have happened when he turned into T-Rex mode with, with what's his name? With Mort Whizbang or Fizbang or whatever his name is. Yeah. He should have ripped his arms off and like just ate him on a toilet. <laughs> you also, know, like Jurassic Park. Did you Park. notice how when Denver first meets Heather, he's kind of like, ooh, who dis? Like he, one, he's once kind a- of into her. <laughs> once again, this family had a pool house and all I could think of is the Heather from Fast Times at Ridgemont High in the pool house. Just look at that girl with the light coming out of her eyes. She's gonna be somebody. She's probably somebody's only light. Gonna shine tonight. Yeah, she's probably somebody's baby. Alright. I don't understand this reference. In Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Jennifer Jason Lee's character, Heather, was kind of she was told by her slutty friend to basically bang a bunch of guys in a baseball dugout in a pool house. So she always slept with guys in her pool house. Okay. Well, and then she ended up getting pregnant and having to have a uh, smush You can just say abortion. We're adults. I, I was quoting knocked off. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but, and I love how the kids are like, Oh, you know, I, w- I wonder what, Denver was like, you know, or what it would have been like, you know, to live amongst the dinosaurs. Well, first of all, Denver would have eaten you. (laughs) Yeah, I would love for them to go back in time, which they kind of do, but like see their bodies there. And like he's being peer pressured by like two velociraptors like to eat it. Come on, man. Come on. They're dinner. Dinner. Eat them. Eat them or we'll eat them for you. And we'll spit the bones at you. Also, they made a big deal that Pat Farley, who is a famous voice actor, was the voice of Denver. All Denver did was like... (laughs) Who fucking cares? Like, like they paid a man money to do that? Mm. (laughs) They could have got Frank Welker, who was also on the show, to do it. And, you know, he would have also created a fake voice, too. There's, I, I care about no one and nothing in this show. It's well at the last. No one to vie for. There is like no hope. There's at, no hope for anyone. At the last minute, they 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 jam in like like a third twenty fifth act of of Denver gets kidnapped by a mad scientist who's gonna cut him open for science. Which I was like, finally, because because like. Uh, what's his name? Wally's like, oh, he could, you know, we have to be careful. He could get taken away, you know, and he does get taken away. But first, it's to make music, How and the second time, it's finally, dissected. finally, it's to be dissected. And and then, oh, even better, one of the kids is like, why would anyone want to kidnap uh, Denver? Because he's, he's a, a fucking, fucking dinosaur. dinosaur. Because he's a fucking dinosaur, dude. Well, not just that. How great would have it? How great would have it been if, when he's in the cage, when they have Denver in the cage, 
I know you hate E.T., but, like, smoking a cigarette in the cage with him would be, like, E.T. and Alf, like, hey, how's it going? (laughs) Yeah, me too. But when they do show him getting kidnapped and they do show, like, the scientist uh, beginning his experiments on him, I was like, that's more like it. That's what I signed up for. But then it ends after five seconds. Um, yeah, my favorite part is when he escapes the the lab. They're like the the narrator is like, oh, he he uses his um, navigation skills that he honed, you know, from basically being a dinosaur. And it's like, yeah, I get it. Birds are descended from dinosaurs, but uh, this dinosaur really. <laughs> Yeah, a cartoon dinosaur who looks like a cartoon because he's a cartoon dinosaur. But the the little girl, so they have a little Asian girl who helps him escape. But her grandfather, they literally, this is the same company that did the Karate Kid cartoon. They just used the template for Mr. Miyagi from the Karate Kid cartoon. They did? Yeah, they literally just cut corners. This it, is Cut Corners the show. It really is. It really is. It's fascinating. But, I'm surprised hey, hey. that his sister didn't look like Jem. Because yeah. Calico so, made gem also. Yeah. Um, so, my, but again, going back to my favorite part is when he he leaves the lab. He, you know, um, lassies his way home, and he comes upon his friends who are like, "Oh, we fuck Denver! Yeah, fuck Denver! We hate Denver! Fuck him in his dumb dinosaur face! I hate Denver. It's been a day, by the way. From before, without a dinosaur." Ah. Uh. Good shot. Who wants a stupid dinosaur for a friend anymore? Oh, that's what I say. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure they actually do say that. It's been a day. What a waste of a summer with that dinosaur that we met and almost became friends with until he became a star and left all his friends behind. Hope he doesn't come back for another 49 episodes. But it's like, dudes. It's a fucking dinosaur. I would love for the theme song to come back every time he's feeling an emotion. Denver, the last dinosaur. I really... His heart is breaking in a whole lot more. I really just wanted him to just be like, take off his little dino shades there and just be like, you know what? Those velociraptors were right. Should have ate you. It's time for dinner. All right, Wally, I'm going to go have sex with your sister now. Yep. Oh, speaking of... I'm going to make a dino-human hybrid. That's what the, the original worship. That's what the original Jurassic Park four was supposed to be about, creating dino human hybrids. Before they made Jurassic World. No. Yeah. Well, okay. So, no. so, so we meet Heather's boyfriend, and and she's trying to hide Denver, but he's like, "Hey, is something going on in there? You better not be fucking a dinosaur." No, but he's like, is there somebody else in here? Yeah, he he says, is there someone else in there? But I would have loved for him to be like, you better not be having sex with a dinosaur again. <laughs> is that what this turning into dinosaur sex noise is? Dinosaur, uh, what is it called? ASRM? ASM. ASM. No, but like the noise of her trying to stuff him into like a burlap sack is so un- unsettling because she's like, get in. Uh, uh, and you're like, ooh, ooh, ooh. 
and he's like, you better not be having sex with the dinosaur in there. This He just get this poor Denver gets put through the ringer in so many ways. His first 24 hours in, you know, in the 80s has not has not been kind to him. You know, his inner Including, monologue is like, I should have let that asteroid just hit me. He also me. meets the village bigot. Oh, yeah. Mrs. That, Meeks. Mrs. Meeks is this old racist lady who's like, oh, he's green. I don't like green things. Why is he green? Oh, hi, You're Mario and Shades. Tall for a European. Like, <laughs> she's just, you know, like, your, your typical, your typical old racist lady. <laughs> once again, the 80s. The 80s. Because it was the 80s and there was nothing but cocaine. Because it was the 80s. Because it was a fucking dinosaur. Because the sister was fucking the dinosaur. What's your favorite dinosaur? Um, I always like the Triceratops. Yeah, I love the Triceratops too. I have. Yes. Actually, a Triceratops that I have kept since childhood. And I kept it because at the daycare where I was, where I got him... Uh, I used to, he, he actually belonged to the daycare where I was at and I, I would, um, play with him every day. And when the time came to, for all the kids to put their toys away, I would sit there and I would wait for all the kids to put their toys in the toy box. And then as soon as they were done and everyone had left, I would take all the toys out <laughs> and put the dinosaur at the bottom of the toy box. Just so I was, just I give was, her the do- dinosaur. Yeah. Just Basically. The dinosaur. Yeah. I, by the end of, you know. My time there, they were like, and here is your dinosaur. <laughs> Haley got her dinosaur, stealing it. Not and a whole to- lot more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have that stuck in my head forever now. Um, I'm but just yeah. going to hear you singing it in your sleep. <laughs> it's got quiet. <laughs> oh. funny thing about like weird sound effects we had a comedian in college come and all he did was just make noises and it made the kids laugh and what yeah there was a comedian like they always hired him and they're like oh my god the, the the students love this comedian uh He's the number one comedian for colleges, and it, it turns out that kids would get loaded before they would go see him, and they would just be so drunk, and every time he would be like, oh, oh they would just start laughing because they were drunk. They probably oh. had the tampons. <laughs> they probably had the vodka-soaked tampons up their ass. Uh, what if it turned I out- I love it- how that just circled back. <laughs> You're welcome. But yeah, he was like the number one comedian for colleges. And it's tr- like it's like Patton Oswald in that uh, skit he does or skit the bit he does about the Tulalip Resort and casino. Yeah, where the the audience was just so hammered. Yeah, that everything and every like thing was funny. Because I remember just sitting in the audience and he, he's making dinosaur noises and everyone's just laughing and I'm like, what the fuck? What is was going it? On? Dinosaur noises. Like he was doing like, he's like, what would it be like if a dinosaur and Donald Duck, you know, got together? And he was like, oh, wow. He did it for 25 fucking minutes. Wow. I'm like, I'm getting out of here. That is impressive in how little effort he put into that. (laughs) Yeah. So 
Den- Although it does explain why he was, you know, performing at colleges. Yeah. And then a week later, we have, like, good people like Joe Coy and Robert Kelly. They're like, we need to make it up to these kids. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, as we reach the end of this, um, how many bagels? Or do you have more notes? Or do you even care at this point? I mean... No, I, I, I like there's some diversity in the show, which is good. Um, they made a, a, a sliver of an attempt to educate, but there's just so much wrong with the show. There's just so much wrong. And I, I just I have so many questions for the people that created this. I have so many questions for the people that were a part of it. You know what the answer is for all of your questions. We were on drugs. <laughs> and the voice actors, we needed the money. Yeah. And they offered us drugs. We needed the money. We had the money. Um, so how but, many bagels? So if you're new to the podcast... A, thank you for listening, and B, our scale of rating something is a bagel basket, and on a scale of one to- play this every time? Yeah, it's nice to do it. Okay. On a scale of one to 13, one is shit, 13 is great. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. How many bagels are left? Well, you see, they have been taken apart, destroyed- there are crumbs everywhere, all over the floor. Maybe a few donuts mixed in for some reason. I don't know. It was a weird day. And now all that remains is a bit of a bagel with a sliver of cream cheese on it, but there's this hair on it. Is it a It's a mystery hair. hair. <laughs> you don't know how it got there. I don't know how it got there. But the point is, what remains is inedible. Yeah, I'm taking a page from Mallory's book. This this is negative. Yeah. This is negative three bagels. Because, mm. like, I don't understand. Promising start to animation. This is the second episode. I know. In the series. I, I got to go with negative three. Like, everything is just wrong with it. I don't understand how it got... 50 episodes? 50 episodes, two seasons. It doesn't make sense. And because I feel so bad that you had to do this, I am. we are doing a bonus episode. We are. And because it, it was a movie, uh, not a movie, a TV show that we bonded over that I showed you that I loved growing up, you get to do The Critic. Yay! With John Levitz. I actually like the critic. I love the critic. So so it's just something to thank you for sitting through this 46-minute piece of dreck. I, my, I will never be the same. I am so sorry. I am sorry. I, I lie, I'm going to lie awake at night dreaming of a time where I didn't know about Denver the dinosaur. And when you finally get to sleep, I will be whispering in your ear. Denver, the, the last dinosaur. He is my friend and a whole lot more. Thank you for doing this, sweetheart. I love you. You're welcome. I, I'm sorry that this was so terrible, but you had it coming. Can I have a foot massage? Yes, I'll give you a foot massage Thank later. Thank you. You got it. <laughs> she never got that foot massage.
massage. No, I didn't. <laughs> so yeah, uh, you can watch the, we're doing the pilot episode of The Critic for a bonus episode. And then after that, we're going to be doing Freakazoid with a special guest who is related to you. Who? <laughs> <laughs> and then we're ending the month with The Brave Little Toaster. So until next time, I'm Scott Kurland. I'm Haley. Bye. Bye.